We love supporting those people so much. Whenever you hear all of the hard work and sacrifices that, and all the passion that they put into those things. And there's just so much talent um, just among these different small businesses. And, you know, we realized that a lot of time they weren't getting, you know, the exposure that maybe they deserve or they just weren't reaching as many people. So we wanted to kind of help with that. You're listening to episode 102 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where I interviewed Brendan and Catherine Wright about their podcast, Detour to Neverland, where they interview creators and business owners about their Disney-related products and services. Honestly, they are the ultimate Disney resource, and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who've overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Welcome back to the show, everyone. And before we dive into everything, I want to tell you why this episode is important, why you should stick around and listen, and then give you some quick notes before we dive into the main content with Catherine and Brendan. So this podcast today is important for you if you are planning a Disney vacation so that you know how to make the most out of your Disney trip, whether that means finding the best mouse ears or the hot spots for drinks in the parks or the best costumes for your kids or the best planning guide. Yes, shameless plug. <laughs> Brendan and Catherine did interview me about my healthy Disney planning guide, and that episode is available on their podcast as of today, the 11th of February. So make sure that you head on over there after you finish listening to this episode and check it out. The link will be in the show notes below, but all you have to do is search Detour to Neverland. Now, before I dive into the show, I want to let you guys know I had a couple of tech issues, which is crazy to me because I feel like I've been doing this for over a year now. I shouldn't have tech issues, but you know what? I'm still learning. Things can still go wrong. The audio actually sounds pretty darn good because we both have decent mic setups, but I had never recorded on Skype before and I recorded the wrong way. And so I had to piece together a lot of the audio. And so some of it did kind of overlap a little bit. You hear some echoing, but I, I promise I really did the best that I could. So allow me a little bit of grace and I hope you all enjoy the episode. Now for the healthy Disney planning guide review of the week. And remember, if you want to earn your own free healthy Disney planning guide, all you have to do to win this is to leave an honest rating and review on your platform of choice when it comes to podcasts. So whether that's iTunes or SoundCloud or uh, 
what is it, Spotify, it just came out to Spotify. Anchor is a big one, there's a ton of them. All you have to do, leave us an honest rating and review. Hopefully it's five stars, but if it's not, let me know why not, that way I can improve. And either DM me on Instagram, at Danny Phillips, screenshot it, send it to me, let me know that it's there, and then I can give you a shout out. And you'll hear your name and your review on the podcast. But today's review is from Katie and it is titled Great Guide for Real People. This is a fabulous guide. We are in the process of planning a trip to Disney and this guide has proved helpful for more than just food prep. She has included info about the parks and trip planning tips. The author's voice comes through so well in this guide. She's a real person and her writing reflects that as well. It's refreshing to follow a guide that does not forbid, but rather allows you to live life on vacation. We will be using this guide for the whole family on our trip. Mom, dad, grandparents, and auntie. I'm excited to work on our fitness leading up to our trip and not lose it all once we get there. But it's vacation, so I can't wait for character meals, Dole Whips, candy apples, and all that Epcot has to offer. Looking forward to the park-specific guides the author promises are to come. Amazing, Katie. Thank you so much for this review. I do promise you can have all those things. I would never want to tell you that you can't have Dole Whip or a candy apple or those character wheels because, let's be real, those expressions are priceless when you get the photos with the characters and you need to save them forever. <laughs> and yes, those extra guides are coming at some point in time, meaning I have some trips scheduled this year and next year and the year after. I mean, let's be real, I love Disney, so I'm gonna keep going back so that I can give you guys more to read and to listen to. And on that note, the paperback version of the guide is available for purchase on Amazon as well as the ebook. So if you want the pictures, go for the ebook. If you want the actual material to write on and you don't want to print it out, then go for the paperback. And I have also submitted the audio version. So hopefully once Audible gives me the go ahead, that will be available for you as well. And this way you can listen to it while you're driving, maybe while you're driving on your way to Disney, if you haven't planned everything through six months in advance, you know, I get it. Some of you are planners, some of you are not. Either way, it's going to help you. For the main podcast content, I wanna give you a quick overview of what I discuss with Brendan and Catherine on today's podcast. So basically, we go over all things Disney, right? We're discussing what the Detour to Neverland podcast is all about, how it came to be, and how it is serving both listeners who are planning out a Disney vacation, as well as Disney-themed entrepreneurs and creatives. So whether you're planning the Disney vacation or you just love Disney and you have some sort of a hobby or a business or you're trying to get to that point, this is gonna give you all the information on how to start, the different ways that other people have started, what they're doing to grow their business and how they're connecting with other Disney lovers and making sure that we're all staying in the same happy community. <laughs> so I think Brendan and Catherine have a very unique path for their show by keeping their focus surrounded on or about those those who are creating the Disney content. They actually got engaged at Disney, so they share their engagement story, which is super cute. And they're actually Disney Vacation Club members. Actually, I correct myself. They did say that they are using their parents' 
uh, Disney Vacation Club membership, and I can't blame them. If my parents had a Disney Vacation Club membership, hint, hint, mom, um, I would I would uh, utilize that as well. So we talk about a ton of things on here. I'm so excited for them. I love their podcast, and I think you guys will too. So make sure that you stick around for the entirety of this episode, and then you go check out their podcast after you're finished here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I'm your host, and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. And today, we are focused on travel, specifically to Disney. So please welcome Catherine and Brendan Wright, and they are the hosts of the Detour to Neverland podcast. So welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to dive into just all of the creator's information that you put out there, you guys. Well, yeah. thank you for having us. We're super excited. Yes, very excited. Yay. And we've we've already been chatting for a while because they just grilled me on my book, which was a lot of fun because I think I know what I'm going to say. I'm like, I wrote the book. I have all the answers. And then they ask me a question and it totally throws me off. And I'm like, wait, I need to go reference section four and paragraph three. And I'm totally kidding. But <laughs> no, it was fun. It's good. It's um, I, I enjoy being on the other end. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. We're happy to uh, record them on both ends. Awesome, awesome. So what I like to do is start off with rapid fire questions so that our audience and listeners can get to know you guys quickly. So are you ready to just dive right in? Let's do it. Yeah, ready. Perfect. So since there's two of you, we'll go back and forth, okay? So first off, where were each of you born and raised? Nashville, Tennessee. And then I was born in Connecticut, raised in Kansas. Oh, wow. Lots of different places. Okay. (laughs) And where do you guys live now? Nashville, Tennessee. Yep, Nashville. All righty. And what are your daily non-negotiables? We're both introverted, so I don't want to answer for Catherine, but we have different views on, I like to spend time with myself. (laughs) Catherine can spend time with me and decompress. I need like solo time. So that's, I have to have that every day. Yeah, I'd say I just need to kind of like talk things out, talk about like my day and what happened and then just kind of like spend some time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can so relate. I, I've i been listening actually to a lot of podcasts lately that have been talking about introversion versus extroversion. I think I used to be an extrovert and since I became an entrepreneur, I feel very much so more introverted. So it's, it's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. We'll have to dive into that another time. <laughs> Um, favorite hobby outside of work? So for me, I love going to sporting events. So in Nashville, of course, we have the Titans and the Predators, but anything else, I mean, we're always consuming some sort of sports. Yeah. When he says we, he mostly means he. I mean, I go to the games, but I don't like to watch them on TV. Ah! Um, well, okay, I like so reading, happened, although I will say I'm a teacher, so I don't read a lot unless it's like a summer or a break. Um, but I also like using my Cricut to make things. So I've made like shirts for my friends or for my sister for Disney or just things for school. Yeah, it. It cuts oh, like vinyl cool. and it's paper, like so like it can machine? cut out like press-on iron-on um, vinyl <laughs> for shirts, and then out like press-on iron-on um, vinyl for shirts, and then oh, just little things okay. for like my class, like bulletin boards, um, like cut out letters out of paper. Gotcha. So do you use not that matching? To make matching. Not matching. <laughs> 
Not matching. I'm not one of those people. So <laughs> we have, we have. That's fun. Yeah, we have, you won't, you but won't he doesn't prefer it. <laughs> yeah, that's too cool. Okay. So Favorite we just got a dog fitness. this past spring. We've almost had him for a year now, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed walking him and then slowly acclimating him to run with me, which has been really fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of the oh, same. I like running. Um, I did like cross country in high school and stuff. I'm more of a cardio person because I don't have like any kind of upper body strength. So I, I hate weight, any kind of upper body strength. So I, I hate weights or push-ups or anything like that. Yeah, fair enough. You got to do what you love. And honestly, I think walking is really underrated. It's so good for you. And it's it's like a breath of fresh air, literally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Walking our dog gives you upper body strength because he pulls he you pulls. the whole time. Yeah. There you go. That's everybody should get a dog. If you don't like weights, there you go. Upper body workout. <laughs> okay. A favorite type of food. Right now, I am really loving Thai food. Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. It's like my go-to. And I've always loved Mexican food. I could eat it every night. Fair enough. Okay, good. Dream travel destination. I have two, if that works. (laughs) One is Tokyo, Japan, specifically to go to their Disneyland (laughs) out there. That's like the number one spot. The other is, I've been to Africa before, but I just want, um, I really want to do like a real proper safari. Um, And so I think Kenya is the place that I would want to do that. Mm-hmm. Is Animal Kingdom Safari just not doing it for you? I mean. um, it's not. And even in South Africa, we did a safari, but it was on a reserve. And there's just something a little different about it, knowing that the animals can't go too freely. So I really want to see ones that are actually wild. Wild. Yeah. I, I would say Greece. So I teach sixth grade social studies and we learn about like ancient Very history cool. and, and I am obsessed with Greece. It's, you know, obviously it's history, but also it's just gorgeous. So Greece is at the top of my list for sure. yeah Yeah. oh awesome well i certainly hope that you both make it to all of those places one day and i'll I'll find find your pictures on instagram i'm sure (laughs) okay Um, last drink you grabbed out of the basic southerner mine is raspberry sweet tea and then mine was just a bottle of water at school (laughs) awesome Last book or podcast you read Most or shameless plugs. To that you recommend, and it can't be your own. <laughs> um, so mine is a no podcast that I've plugs. listened we'll to for forever. I'm interested <laughs> to know if you listen to it because I know it's big in entrepreneurship, but it's EO Fire by John Lee Dumas. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he used I to do it daily. It, now so I think it's three I'll times a week, but it, it is. Sure we to it if notes. anybody listens to our podcast, they'll realize that I stole a lot <laughs> of the format from that show. It's E O Fire. That will definitely inspiration. Be in the show notes. <laughs> Not stole. <laughs> yeah. That sounds bad. Borrowed and then made it your own, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, But I'd say the last book that I've read recently, it's actually a Disney book um, called What the Magic Means. 
um, by an author named Terry Whelan. So it's kind of like a self-reflection book. Um, it kind of sticks along the lines of like Disney entrepreneurship and how people have made Disney a part of their lives. So he's interviewed um, different people like Imagineers, um, the actress that played Tinkerbell in um, the animated Peter Pan movie and just different people and kind of how Disney impacted them. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to both of those. I'm, I've got big goals for reading a lot of books and, and having new podcasts in my feed. So <laughs> those are going on my list. So what so is exciting for both is of you right now? That I finally feel like I'm in a place for the first time since college that all of my pri- priorities are aligned exactly how I want them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I have not found that place yet, so you may have to give us and some tips I'd on say, how that happened. And then I'd say, you know, happened. just being like a part of like Detour to Neverland, you know, this podcast was kind of Brendan's vision, and I just kind of hopped on the bandwagon. We st- well, I can't talk. I hopped on the bandwagon recently, um, but I've enjoyed it probably way more than I ever expected to. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I I saw that you weren't – I went back and listened to the first episode, and I was like, oh, Catherine's not yeah. on it. And then I saw that you, like, kind of joined in kind of halfway. And and I think the back and forth between you two is really great. And I just well, think – The behind the scenes so is I a lot of hand gestures back and forth. Like, no, you talk. Point, yeah. Back and forth. Like, no, you talk. Pointing. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. Um, okay, last rapid-fire question. What are you grateful for today? So for me, something that's been really important to us, especially, I don't know if we believe in New Year's resolutions, but it just kind of happened around New Year's, is we've wanted to expand our bubble. So we've been forming a lot of new relationships, um, new friendships with people outside of like our childhood or our college friends. So that's been really exciting for us. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm just really grateful. It's Friday um, and I have a weekend to just kind of like relax and take a mental break. And um, I have plans with some friends this weekend and just hugging my dog. So just simple. I (laughs) I love looking forward to a Friday. You know, I don't take clients on Fridays because I work on my business instead of in it. But I feel like Fridays are just as busy, if not more than Monday through Thursday sometimes. So I'm I'm glad that we're finishing up our Friday with these yes. Disney-related podcasts, and then we can all go relax. <laughs> all right, so let's jump in then. Yes. I'm so curious to get the scoop from you guys on what is Detour to Neverland all about? Why did you create this podcast, and how did it all come together? So it's sort of uh, somewhat of an interesting story. Catherine and I, ever since college and ever since we got married – a little over two years ago, mm-hmm. our hobby kind of at night was always trying to bounce business ideas off of each other. And like, so I'd throw one out there. We'd sit on it for a few days or a few hours, even a few minutes sometimes. We'd <laughs> shoot it down. And, you know, whenever we keep churning through the, these ideas, you know, of course, a lot of the advice that you hear is, well, follow your passions. And Disney was always the thing that we came back to. Um, and so we decided that we wanted to do something with Disney. We had a business that we launched in the summer of last year, which Mm -hmm. is unfortunately not something that we're still working on, but it's, it's led us into this. So we kind of adopted some of the ideas and themes from that business, applied them to Disney and then put them in a podcast format. And that's kind of, 
Well, so Detour to Neverland is really all about um, really our interest in entrepreneurs and how people take their ideas and turn them into businesses um, or even if it's not like a business, business, just like a hobby that they might have. So we interview um, people with Disney-based content or products and just kind of listen to their story and how um, that idea unraveled into this great product that they have. Um, we talk about the different things that they've tried, maybe different strategies that they have, um, and then really just kind of how it's all pieced together and how it works for them. Yeah, so the whole idea is to help someone who has a Disney-based hobby or business grow and succeed and and hopefully hear from other people's successes and failures and, and apply that to their own projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that, and... And it's so true. And I can already tell you guys that by listening to some of your other podcasts, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to reach out to that person. And that idea is so cool. And oh, I've seen that at the parks. But now that I know the story behind it, now I, I want to go purchase it because I want to support that person. Because there's a story behind the product, it just makes it more meaningful. So I love what you guys are doing. It is a constant struggle, especially when we interview <laughs> people who sell products of not like just emptying out our bank accounts. Yes. We have to restrain a little bit, but we love that we love supporting those people so much. Whenever you hear all of the hard work and sacrifices that and all the passion that they put into those things. And there's just so much talent um, just among these different small businesses. And, you know, we realized that a lot of time they weren't getting, you know, the exposure that maybe they deserve or they just weren't reaching as many people. So we wanted to kind of help with that. Hey, are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Comages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, it sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt, I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to caspianacatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5, to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Are you a Disney fan, but you're kind of stressing a little bit because there is so much to do before you go, you don't even know how you're going to handle it all, and you're just already thinking about how much you're going to accidentally indulge on all of those magical goodies and then come home and have to probably diet? 
Come on, I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. Not my friends, not my family, not my clients. Nobody needs that. And I figured out the right way to plan your Disney vacation to include just enough health and fitness to make sure that you come home without feeling guilty about the magical vacation you had and feeling like you need to diet. My brand new Healthy Disney ebook is now available on Amazon in Kindle or ebook format as well as paper book paperback format. So I'm really excited to share that with you. It'll be available in audio version as well soon, but I do highly recommend the paperback version. It's really quite like a workbook. There's a ton of activities in there that really take you through mindset and figuring out how to handle objections and talking to the rest of the people that are going on vacation with you and figuring out your workout strategy and how to have some of the fun magical foods, but then make sure you get some of the healthy stuff in there too. So if you're interested, head on over to Amazon or there will be a link in the show notes below and just type in Healthy Disney and you'll see a picture of me flexing next to Pluto. So click on that ebook. All right. I hope you enjoy it and I can't wait to hear what you think. With that. Yeah, for sure. So tell me then what's kind of your strategy for finding these different creators? So really, we have a pretty straightforward strategy where Anybody that we're interested in, like we have interest in what they're working on, is really who we target. So Instagram is probably our biggest tool for discovering people. It seems like the Disney community in particular has really latched on to Instagram. So we spend the most amount of time there. Um, But yeah, we've ran the full spectrum of bloggers to someone who just runs an Instagram to other podcasters authors like yourself, you know, all these different people who who have Disney-based stuff. Yeah, and I don't really know if there's like a method to the madness, but we just kind of spend some time scrolling through um what's that page? What's the, the explore page. The explore page. Yeah. <laughs> and we just look for like new people or just, you know, a lot of people that we've mm-hmm. interviewed is just through previous guests. Yeah. Awesome. Can you give us an idea of the like who you've had on the show and some different things like I, I listened to the one about the the Mickey and the Minnie Mouse ears that people wear around the park. And I was I went into her Instagram page and was like, oh, my God, I need, like, all of these. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who else do you guys talk to? What could we find if we go and listen to all of your podcasts? So we wrote down a few of – I mean, every single one of them is so interesting. Even yeah. things like mini ears, which to me is not something that I'm, like – actively searching for (laughs) but each of these people's stories of how they get their business or their project up and running is so interesting but some of the most unique ones episode 51 we had tucker on who is toy story dad and so what he does is he and his wife make costumes for their little baby um who is toy story dad and so what he does is he and his wife make costumes for their little baby. Um, and they dress him up and they take him to the parks. And it's really just like fun to watch, you know, all their adventures and all their costumes since they are handmade. They're really detailed and it's just kind of like a feel good, uh, I guess, account to follow. I mean, Ellen, Ellen loved it enough to yeah. share it on her page. So Ellen. that's like, if it's good enough for Ellen, really? then it's good enough for me. Uh huh. Oh, that's super cool. Um, But we've also, oh, sorry. (laughs) We've also talked to um, like Foolish Mortal Supply. They make t-shirts and different products. We've talked to 
um, in episode 56, Serena from Living by Disney. So she started like a, a blog where she kind of shares her, um, her, what would you say? Her, what would you say? Like journey from living outside of the parks to moving to Disney, um, just to be there. And she's like a social media guru. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful to, so all these people kind of have their specialties and things that they're passionate about. And that's what we, we try to get out of them. So yeah, Serena has wonderful thoughts about how to grow a social media platform. Which so good. And I mean, you guys just get to pick every entrepreneur's brain and then take what applies to your business and use it to help it grow. So I think that's so cool because you're giving out all of this free content, this free information, not just for entrepreneurs, but I think it's I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, this is not just a podcast for entrepreneurs. This is for every person that wants to come through the park that is curious about like what kind of Disney things they can get at the parks and why they should purchase them. Like not everything you see at the parks that people are wearing is coming from like some random manufactured Disney store. Like so much of it is handmade. There's just so much heart in it. And then it, again, when you put that story behind it, I just, it makes it so much more magical. So I just think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. That's the that's the goal. So it, it makes us so happy to hear that, that that's the message that we're able to convey. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm curious. Y'all said that you had like a bunch of, I guess, business ideas that you kind of bounced around before this one came to. Did you have any other Disney-related ideas that you like thought you might start that just didn't pan out because they were leading you to this? I think we own three... Disney related domain names. <laughs> yeah. So we've kind of juggled different things. We thought that we were going to be bloggers for a while. We just figured, we just found out that's not really something that we can devote enough time to. It's just yeah. not something that when we get home from work, we don't write. So, so we can't devote as much time to that. Um, but yeah, we just kind of stumbled through things until we found the podcast and, and then it just kind of latched on and we realized this is this devote as much time to that um but yeah we just kind of stumbled through things until we found the podcast and, and then it just kind of latched on and we realized this is this is where we need to be yeah really most of our other kind of business ideas were just super random they really most of them didn't have anything to do with disney in the mm -hmm. beginning until we finally realized, you know, nothing is going to make sense for us unless it's kind of Disney-based, <laughs> since that's what we really love. Well, and speaking yeah. of your love for Disney, where did that come from? What's the background on Disney for both of you? So my story kind of starts as many Disney fans do. I grew up going to the parks with my family, um, and we probably stopped going around the time that my brother was in um, high school age. So I was in middle school at that time. He's five years older than me. Um, and so we took a little bit of a hiatus. It kind of wasn't on the forefront of my mind anymore. Me as well. And Catherine, since we're high school sweethearts, got to go on that trip as well. Uh, that, that trip, we decided we we're going to go to Disney. We also went to Universal, the park that cannot be named. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that was pluses. the trip that really solidified <laughs> it, that I realized going as a late teenager, almost an, a young adult, about how the parks have so many different things to offer. And there's, 
you know, there's things for people of all ages to experience and it goes beyond just the rides and the attractions. So at that point is where I really fell back in love with it, fell in love with the history of the parks. Um, and then it's just like compounded to the hundredth degree since then. <laughs> yeah, I'd say <laughs> mine is pretty similar. I mean, I grew up going to the parks every couple of years with my parents. It was even like a joke because me and my sister hated eating our earn our Disney trip. Um, <laughs> and it worked. I mean, we ate our vegetables for it, but ev- <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> yes. And we still joke about it, but it just oh kind gosh. of grew Every from there. I mean, we never listening. stopped going. Use I remember this, going with friends and family, <laughs> friends in middle school. Um, of course the trip that Brendan's talking about in high school. And then, um, you know, that's even where we ended up getting engaged. So I just think I've loved it just ever since I was a kid. On a different trip, not when we were in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I didn't make that very clear, but yeah, a different trip. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so it was summer oh, so right cool. before okay, my senior year of college. And Brendan's parents were actually going... Oh, man. (laughs) Well, so it was summer right before my senior year of college. And Brendan's parents were actually going down because they were interested in becoming Disney Disney Vacation Club members. And we were super jealous. You know, (laughs) how can you not bring us with you on your Disney trip kind of thing, giving them a hard time. And Brendan convinced me that while they were down there, they bought the DVC and it came with a free vacation. And I didn't know anything about the Disney Vacation Club. So I was like, (laughs) yeah, of course it does. So we got down to Disney and he made us breakfast reservations. So he was hyping it up, you know, telling me we have to wake up early. We have to go to these breakfast reservations. And that wasn't anything out of the ordinary since he's like a big planner but we got to the magic kingdom we got to the magic kingdom before the park opened and we walked down and he suggested just taking a picture in front of the castle before it got crowded and while we still looked nice like we weren't hot and sweaty (laughs) since it was july and we went down took a picture and that's where he proposed right in front of the castle i love that Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Except I did break the ring box in the process of getting it out of my backpack. That's the only hiccup that we had. So going through security, you talked about trying to bring your um, food scale. Brendan trying to sneak in this um, Disney castle ring box. Did they try to take it out and see what it was? (laughs) (laughs) No, it just like got jostled around somehow. It's like, it's like a... It's like a 3D printed ring box. I don't even know how to describe it, but it got nicked up in the process. Oh, wow. So it was no ordinary ring box. Like, this was intricate. <laughs> yeah, it was It was extra. <laughs> hey, you got to be extra if you're going to propose at Disney. It yeah. exactly. makes sense. <laughs> okay, so did you guys end up, were you becoming Disney Vacation Club members or you were just on... So there wasn't actually a free vacation involved. With um, no, there was not. That, that that trip was planned months before. But it is so. 
a lot of times we mention on the podcast that we're DVC members. It's actually my parents' contracts, but of course we... We bum it off <laughs> So we use it quite often. Yep. So they oh, well, we yeah, have why wouldn't you? <laughs> two contracts, one at the Polynesian and the other at Copper Creek, which is at Wilderness Lodge. And, and it's been amazing for us to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Okay, can and you it's guys been give us kind of the rundown? Amazing for us I've, to be a I'm of. not a DVC mm-hmm. member, so I don't know how it works, and I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people listening. Um, what does it entail? Like, how many vacations a year do you get? How does it work? So, DVC all works off of a point system. So, for example, we have 300 points, I think, at the Polynesian, and so you know, each room at each resort will cost a different amount of points that, that you can then redeem for nights. So, you know, really what DVC affords you the ability to do is to go year after year and stay in a higher level accommodation than I think you typically would be able to on a cash reservation. Mm-hmm. So I can just say like from my family standpoint, before we were DVC, we were always in the value resorts, at the all-star resorts. Since DVC, there we always stay at deluxe resorts and got access to places like Aulani in Hawaii. And this fall, we're going to be staying a week at the Polynesian, and that's just something that we never oh, wow. ever would have been able to do if we were if we were paying cash. No, especially going to Aulani, we definitely would not have even dreamed about that. Mm-hmm. So it's really I. I my advice is that it's right it's right to look into for anybody if you're going to Disney repeatedly at least every other year but we go every year and we always run out of points we yeah. <laughs> we've never had points left over <laughs> so is it like a monthly membership or you pay once a year or how does that part so work so it's just like any they DVC hates to use word timeshare but essentially, that's what it is. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there's the upfront finance you can pay in full at the beginning. And then there are monthly maintenance fees as well. But that's what that's the pool of money that they use for whenever Old Key West is going through refurbishment right now. They're using that money to update the rooms and, and put new furniture in there and things like that. So DVC sells you a contract that has a term of typically 40 years. Um, and so over those 40 years, you get your allotted number of points every single year, pay your monthly dues. Um, and then, you know, it's just a, a reoccurring thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. It, I don't know if we'll be, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's a really good deal if you're planning on going every year, at least, you know? So I don't know. We'll have to look into that. I guess we've never... I don't want to say never, never say always or never. We typically, my mom has always stayed at like the Wyndham, which is, well, there's a lot of them, but there's one right across the street from Disney Springs. So she has always preferred to book us really close to Disney Springs and then just drive or take the buses to the parks. And that way, when we come back in the evening, when we just want to walk across the street to Disney Springs, then we don't have to do all the driving at night. Um, So we haven't really stayed at too many resorts um, like in kind of the younger kid days, but I'm definitely finding that 
I feel like the perks of being closer to the parks and staying at the resorts are outweighing staying further away. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you ever mm-hmm. stayed outside of the parks or outside of the resorts? I have. I actually stayed on that same kind of road. I don't remember exactly. It might have been a Hilton, um, but on like that same international drive yeah. by Disney yeah. Springs. Um, I stayed there with my family maybe a few summers back, and I liked that, too. I mean, I think, like you said, the convenience of being close to Disney Springs was really nice. Um, And they do offer a lot of the same perks as a lot of the Disney hotels, I guess because they're partners. Um, But I enjoyed that. And recently, since my sister lives in Orlando, we've been, like, staying with her and just kind of taking that, the free route to staying down there. Um, I mean, it's been nice. I think the Disney transportation and like the magical express from the airport is usually what we miss the most when Mm -hmm. we stay somewhere not on Disney. Magical express from the airport is usually what we miss the most when Mm -hmm. we stay somewhere not on Disney property. Yeah, Yeah, I could see that. You know, we were down there for our honeymoon last January and I found that even though we were staying at resorts part-time and we say at the Wyndham as well part-time we took uber everywhere we were like um not waiting on a bus today let's just uber it <laughs> do you guys do that uber and having Catherine's sister drive us has been a game changer <laughs> yeah because it really does save you so much time and so this last trip we ubered I think four or five times. Yeah. Or we'd ride with her sister. And and yeah, we we definitely love that. I mean, and it's true just when you are like trying to get somewhere, if you are trying to make the most out of your time, sometimes it's hard to wait like 30 minutes for a bus. So especially when it's crowded. Some Mm -hmm. of your favorite uh, creators or imagineers or vloggers or bloggers that you had to pick favorites it's like picking a favorite child (laughs) but um, i think we did one of my very first interviews and this is probably why it really stands out to me but we (laughs) um, did an episode with um, two ladies from disney's cocktails um, leslie and vanessa and they were just so fun Um, they're two sister-in-laws from miami and they were just full of personality. So I think I just loved getting to know them. Yeah, and their page just highlights all the different cocktails or drinks that you can get around Disney, which is fun to follow along with. And, and they're always finding the hidden places that, that we never even knew about. Yeah, just like hole-in-the-wall like little gems in Epcot that are just super cute. Yes. I okay. I've listened to half of that episode. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I was thinking <laughs> while I was listening to it, how can I get these girls on my podcast? I don't think drinking around the world is um, a healthy thing to promote. But I was like, for Maybe sure, we can talk about the yes, there's got to be a way to spin it because they are a blast. Disney. <laughs> yes, there's got to be a way to spin it because they are a blast. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to work on that one. <laughs> I have to word the questions really specifically. <laughs> um, did I read right? Did you guys have the, uh, is it the Tim Tracker? Did you guys have him on? No, ah, no. That's a goal though. That is Brendan's favorite YouTuber ever. I mean, ever since Brendan really started falling in love with like Disney everything, 
he's watched these Tim Tracker videos and he still does religiously. So that's Brendan's like goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's hysterical. Oh my gosh. And I just, I always wonder, you know, are these people that you see on YouTube and blogging, are they going to be that same person when you reach out to them and actually oh, yeah. talk to them? There are two. We have interviewed a couple I feel vloggers. like he would be. Two of them, they're both British. Disney vlogs, which is amazing to me that like they're able to get so much content out of these trips that they put so much financial and you know time and effort into coming to Walt Disney World. Sometimes they go to Disneyland Paris, but... One is Victoria, who is Disney in detail. She does a lot of planning videos as well. Um, a little bit tailored to the UK audience, but but she also has amazing vlogs as well. They went to Tokyo, which really made us fall in love with her page. Cool. And the other is Charlton's Do Disney. Um, and they're a family of three. And just like seeing, of course, we love going to the parks, but they are really good at recording their reactions and like seeing their faces whenever they see the castle whenever they you know they've traveled all the way to orlando and they see the castle seeing things like that just make oh, us so those happy. first reactions that are just so priceless if you don't catch on camera it's happy. i haven't checked out their channel we'll have to again um i'll have to get those links from you guys so that we can make sure everybody has the opportunity to go see that but that's like the same thing when i was telling you guys earlier that the six-year-old that we had with us on the last trip got to meet Ariel like those reactions were like ah oh, this is so worth it <laughs> yeah in Charlton's Do Disney you you have to look of course you'll see them in the vlog but it's so interesting Scott uh, especially the dad like he is a he looks like a man's man <laughs> I, I hope he listens to this and gives me our time but you know like he's got long hair he's got tattoos but you know, when he sees Cinderella's castle, you can see that he's really in awe. And he's, I think in one of the videos, and we mentioned in the in our interview with him, he says, like, this is home or something like that. And just like Aww. to see how Disney impacts so many different people of all different walks of life is, is really incredible. Mm -hmm. Definitely have to agree. It's, it is like a home away from home. I always feel so comfortable when I'm there. Just the rest of the world just kind of melts away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so when it comes to this podcast, I know you guys both like have other jobs during the day, but is this something that, you know, you're building as a full-time business? Like We'd where do you see this yeah. going? I mean, I think initially this was more just kind of something that we were interested in and it was just kind of for fun, but the more time we put into it, you know, the more we would love to see it just grow and grow and grow to maybe where at least one of us could maybe take it on full time. Yeah. It and it's interesting the way that we got to this point. We launched our business together in June of last year. We launched the podcast in August. And I think by November we came to the realizations like, all right, if we have an hour to put down to work, we'd rather put it towards the podcast than this other business. And that's when we realized that it was time to step away from the other thing. So it happened really quickly. And we view kind of that other business as as the door that opened us up to the podcast and allowed us the opportunity to do it. Um, but yeah, we we'd love we we kind of in, we'd love we we kind of internally view it as a business and and 
how can we strategically grow and build the the audience and the community that we want to. Um, but we're definitely taking it slow. We want to make sure that we make the right moves along the way. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys are, and it sounds like it's going in a very organic fashion, just the direction that you both feel is right for it. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And out of curiosity, I'm kind of asking this selfishly because we're both podcasters and we'd both focus on some Disney content. You guys probably even way more than me. But from other podcasters that are Disney focused that you've interviewed, um, have they given you guys any any tips and tricks and strategies to grow what we kind of have as this side hustle hobby here into a full time business so that you can put out more of this content that you enjoy putting out for everybody for free? I mean, really everyone that we've talked to in the Disney community has been so just open, like they're all open books. They're willing to tell you absolutely anything you want to know. So I think just kind of that collaboration has definitely helped um, to just like grow and build those connections and get to know other people. Um, We talked to the Never Growing Up podcast recently with Annie and Brady, and they were just really kind of open and helpful with us. Mm -hmm. And I think another one like kind of has kind of been there from the beginning for us is the Imagineer podcast. And okay, and Matthew Kroll is the one who runs that, and he does social media for a living as well. So he's kind of take I would say he's taken us under his wing a little bit and kind of guided us and and showed his successes and shared some of his failures with us as well. And and like Catherine said, it's just been so amazing to see so many people cheer for us and reach out a helping hand or or give us advice, um, intentionally set it up this way. But the way that our podcast is themed, we're really not in competition per se with anybody because we can benefit by hearing everybody else's stories um, and, sh- and sharing their content and, and promoting other people is kind of our niche. So so we love that aspect of it. And I really, no, and I was just going to say, I think from just interviewing um, and talking to these other podcasters too, that's really how they feel about it too. I don't think anyone that we've talked to so far has been like, oh, this is a competition. Like if they listen to you, they can't listen to me. Um, because everyone does like have their own kind of topics or their niche or who they're trying to reach. Um, and since the Disney community is so like versatile, you know, it all kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Is so like versatile, you know, it all kind of works out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's so true. I mean, think about how many podcasts you listen to. You know, there's not just one podcast that you listen to. You know, if you like one Disney podcast, odds are you're probably going to want to listen to two or three or four more other Disney-related podcasts. So, you know, I definitely much prefer to look at all of this as, hey, we're all collaborating and we're all trying to help each other out instead of, you know, working against each other and saying, oh, there's only one way to do it. So I'm I'm really happy to hear that everybody in this Disney community has been so good at working together and promoting mm-hmm. everybody. Especially coming from our last business where it was not that same mindset. It has been <laughs> so refreshing for yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's always nice to kind of refresh and change and like move <laughs> in that positive direction. Absolutely. For sure. So out of curiosity, I feel like I have a lot of curious questions here. You guys told me <laughs> earlier that you have five Disney trips planned for 2019. So... <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about all of your different trips? Are they supposed to be like, are you focusing on something different each time you're there? And then 
are you going to meet up with anybody that you've interviewed on the podcast when you're there? Wow, those are good questions. So a lot of our vacation planning is honestly very spur of the moment. We like planning, but we do it very quickly. So for example, we just planned a trip for February um, to go to actually one of the DVC events called Moonlight Magic. So it's an event at Magic Kingdom, and it's actually a free event for DVC members um, that happens like after hours. So that's just a really quick, literally like a one-day trip. Um, Then we're planning to go again for just like a day in March during my spring break before we go on a family vacation with my family um, and my sister Um, So that'll just be like a day. I think Brendan is looking forward to using that day to like take some pictures and get some content for the podcast and Instagram and things like that. Mm -hmm. He's recently loved photography. Flower and Garden Festival, which is our favorite festival that Epcot has every year. Next is in July, and we wanted to go down. There's another DVC party that hopefully we'll be able to go to. And then we also want to be there for the premiere of The Lion King live Mm -hmm. action And then the last one is October, which is with my family, and that's when our niece is going for the very first time to Disney World. So we're probably most excited for that one. That's the one where we're staying at the Polynesian, so that's going to be the biggest trip and and I think maybe the best. Yeah, that's definitely like the most well-planned out trip like a full week we're, we're not necessarily going to have to like run around like crazy people and just rush to try to get content and stuff we'll be able to relax more for mm-hmm. that one and it's helpful being in nashville kind of nashville being a southwest airlines hub we can get to orlando pretty reasonably when we need to mm-hmm. and just rush to try to get content and stuff we'll be able to relax more for mm-hmm. that one and it's helpful being in nashville kind of Nashville being a Southwest Airlines hub, we can get to Orlando pretty reasonably. Oh, that's that's when we cool. Need so to. you guys I feel mm-hmm. like you you're hitting all sides of the family and then you're going for specific events and specific reasons and you've been enough times that you're not going to Disney and thinking, I have to do everything every time we go. It's like, hey, we're gonna go for this reason this time and this reason next time and of course with um, the younger ones you, you kind of go with a whole different perspective and outlook as far as what you're going to find because you're more focused on them. And so it's a whole different experience. So that's, that's so much fun. I love that. Mm, yep. We went right after Christmas. We went to Epcot. We didn't get on a single attraction and had one of the best days. So that's just kind of the <laughs> point where we're at, where we don't have to do the attractions. It's more the food that we can eat or the experiences <laughs> or the people watching or just being in the atmosphere. Yeah. Just being there. We just love to be there. Yes, I I totally agree. And I, I share that with you guys because as much as I love the rides, um, I've turned down fast passes <laughs> before because I'm like, I'm here for the food. I don't even have time yep, for the exactly. rides. Like, I got to eat, you guys. <laughs> if I'm going to write these books, I have a whole lot of food to eat. So. Um, So what's coming up for you guys? What's new and exciting with the Detour to Neverland podcast? What can we look forward to uh, with you guys and visiting the parks and um, more interviews? Yeah, so I think just kind of the point that we're at is we feel like we've laid a really solid foundation. We've pivoted a couple times on the podcast. Yeah, so I think just kind of the point that we're at is we feel like we've laid a really solid foundation. We've pivoted a couple times on the podcast. Of course, we brought Catherine on 
about halfway through. So I feel like we really know our identity at this point, which is really important for us. So now we feel like we're in a position where we can explore different things, explore different avenues and, and see where it takes us. Um, so I don't know if we have anything like in particular in mind. I think getting to the parks more often is going to be really helpful for us to, to share that sort of content. Um, but I think more than anything, it's just sharing really amazing stories and being able to, to hopefully make an impact and, and help people grow their, grow their projects. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we do that a lot. We're actually, we're really just looking for, um, people all the time to interview and it's just like a constant fun search for us just looking for those different and it's just like a constant fun search for us just looking for those different stories looking for people um with different viewpoints or different um products to share so like you said we don't necessarily have like someone who we're targeting um but we're just always looking Mm -hmm. yeah it's been crazy like the obscure Disney-based things that we can find. The the episode hasn't aired yet, but it might by the time that this airs. We it was Nanny Land who does Disney travel nannies. Like if you would have told me four months ago that we would be interviewing a business like that, I never would have believed you. So it's just crazy how many different Disney-based things that we can find. So I'm just so excited to explore those and and find more people doing really unique things. Yeah. So who else, like, are, are y'all looking for, like, have you noticed any particular niche where you're thinking, okay, that would be a cool topic to interview somebody about. And maybe we can kind of strike some people's fancy and say, oh, they're looking for somebody to talk to about this particular topic at Disney. Who can we kind of send your way? Uh, that is so hard <laughs> because I mean, like you said, we never would have thought about like a travel nanny agency and then it just kind of popped up. So I feel like there's just things that we can't even think of. We don't even know they're out there. Yeah. And that one popped up through our accountant in town. <laughs> we were like, yeah, so our neighbor. they're just like random things. I think one area that we haven't interviewed anybody in, but I'm pretty interested in is people who cosplay, like it's specifically Disney <laughs> cosplay. I just find that fascinating, like all the effort and, you know, how intricate these th- these costumes are. So I'd be interested to talk, some- to talk to somebody like that. I think, and we've talked to a lot of people who are in the hobby stage of Disney, which is great. We absolutely love that. But the more businesses that we could talk to, I, I think, is interesting as well because they have the inside of i think is interesting as well because they have the inside of kind of transferring it from hobby into business which i think can be really helpful to our listeners yeah for sure i mean and and you're right there's a distinct difference between like hobby to kind of accidental entrepreneur i've made a few bucks to hey this is a full-time business and i can quit what i'm doing on the and make whatever I'm doing full-time the hobby, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll be, I'm fascinated with that too. I'm still, I'm still figuring that piece out. So I'll be listening <laughs> intently to your uh, upcoming podcast to help fuel my business as well. Anyway. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get some good insights. Oh, I'm sure you guys will. Um, so that being said, then where can people find you, connect you, contact you, all that good stuff? Yeah, so we spend the most time on Instagram, so you can find us there at detour to neverland underscore podcast. We're on Twitter as well at DTN, standing for Detour to Neverland Podcast. 
Um, you can also find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. We also have a website at detourtoneverland.com. You can find the links to all of our stuff there and all the different channels. Um, and we occasionally put up some blogs as well. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the main things. That's the main ways to connect with us. Perfect. And then kind of to close everything out, so this podcast is, it's all about providing good resources for people, specifically in the fitness, food, and travel realm. And I usually say travel, not necessarily meaning vacation, but in this case, we're definitely talking about vacation to Disney. So what would be y'all's best piece of advice, like actionable advice for people who are planning out Disney trips to take when it comes to how do I make sure I maintain this balance with fitness, food, and um, just this vacation at Disney? How do we thoroughly enjoy it and make sure that we're kind of at peace with everything that we're doing? Well, I think it kind of comes down to like planning. So, and also being realistic um, for like what you can accomplish within a day um, and what you really want to do within a day because there is so much going on in Disney World that it's really easy to just get wrapped up and go, go, go and forget about your priorities. So just like writing those things down, planning them out, um, and then just making sure that you follow through and maybe like having... Um, like an accountability person, you know, like if you're traveling with a family member or a spouse, just making sure like you're all on the same page, I feel like would be super helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I was preparing, I didn't exactly look at this in the Disney lens. So I don't know if it exactly answers your question, but more from a personal note, kind of what has helped me kind of reach peace uh, and reminding myself of those pretty regularly. So for us, travel and specifically travel to Disney is something that's very important to us. So we had to shuffle some things up to make sure that, that we're able to accomplish those and satisfy um, kind of those desires that we have. So I think that would be that my advice, if that answers that question, maybe in a different way. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, all perspectives are welcome. There's no right answer. So I think those are both really, really great. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, Brendan, Catherine, I can't thank you both enough. Do you guys have any No, I just want to thank you so much for having us on today. We've today. really enjoyed to getting to know you over the last off? couple of weeks and we really enjoy your book and all the different content that you're putting out there as well. I think it's really helpful for us and, and really for anybody to implement some of those action items uh, to live a better life, implement some of those action items uh, to live a better life. So I appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, both of you, Brendan and Catherine, thank you so much. I am so excited to see what you guys have coming in the future. And actually, I still have a whole lot to go back and catch up on as far as all of the amazing just creatives that you guys have interviewed on your podcast. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you're going to do. And I'm going to send you guys both hard copy paperback versions of the book because you might need them if you want to take that pen to paper for your five trips. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, we would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Awesome. Yes, those will be sent your way as soon as I get them in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you all so much. And ladies and gentlemen listening, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you love this episode, then be sure to click that subscribe button on both the Fitness Empowerment Podcast and the Detour to Neverland Podcast. Make sure you guys screenshot the episode, share it out on social media, and make sure you tag us in that because 
We want to know what you loved about our podcast episodes and what you learned from them and where you're listening to them. Because if it's on the treadmill, I'm giving you a thumbs up. (laughs) If you'll take 30 (laughs) seconds to leave us an honest rating and review, that would just mean the world. So thank you so much in advance for taking the time to do that. And um, other than that, have an awesome magical day and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. What an awesome episode. Thank you again to Catherine and Brendan. I absolutely loved chatting with you both and I got my paperback author copies in the mail today. So I will be sending out your paperback healthy Disney planning guides tomorrow. And I just can't wait for you guys to be able to use this since you have five trips. I know you actually left, I think it was this morning for your February Disney trip. So safe travels to you both and have an amazing Disney time. And maybe I'll be able to run into you both when I'm at Disney, fingers crossed, in May, if all the planning pans out the way I want it to. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you on Wednesday for the next solo episode. And just a heads up for some of the upcoming episodes, if you're excited, make sure you're subscribed. If you're not, then you won't get the notifications about these upcoming episodes. But I have recorded some really cool ones and I think you're going to be excited. I actually spoke with Miss Louisiana 2018, Holly Conway, last week. We had a blast talking about how she went from being an athlete and a singer to Miss Louisiana and the plans that she has up and coming. I'm actually a little bit jelly of her because she spent some time singing on a cruise ship. I recognize my talent is not to sing. but. On a cruise ship, I'm a hospitality major. That to me is like, oh, so cool. (laughs) I think we're soul sisters a little bit, so I'm hoping that we'll meet up soon. And then I've interviewed Jessica Comages, who is the owner of Caspiana Catering and Meal Prep. She has been on the show before. She was actually one of the top episodes in 2018. And we talked about wine and how to be the hostess with the mostess. And then the next interview I've actually got coming up in a couple of days is with Dr. Karen Pendleton, who was another top episode of 2018. And we are talking all things CBD oil. So is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Is it snake oil? How do you get a good idea of whether or not this is for you and what the benefits are and how to know the right amount and all the questions involved with that. So a little bit of science, a lot of bit of practicality, and I know you guys are going to love it. I have a ton of questions about this and I'm in the health and wellness field, so we're really trying to break it down for you. So that's what I have for you guys coming up. And then I want to hear from you. Let me know who is your favorite Disney content creator, whether it's a business owner or maybe somebody who is putting out vlogs or blogs or anything of that sort, let me know. Tag me um, on their stories or something on Instagram. Let me know who you want me to talk to next, who you want to be interviewed on the show so that you can get to know them better and understand the details about their Disney journey and how that relates to fitness, food, and travel. So again, my Instagram is at Danny Phillips, or you can email me with your request, danny at thedietdoc.com. Again, all that information will be in the show notes below. That's it for now. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. 
thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most, and if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible, so thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.